Hey guys, visiting with my parents in Southwest Florida at um, a golf community where the golf course turned to tumbleweeds and just some cool conversations with some of the residents here and some friends of ours. And I think it'll be beneficial if you have any concerns about what your club is doing, the financial viability, the future of your club. This is one to listen to. Hope you find it helpful. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. So came down with the family a couple days and uh, we're spending uh, down in Southwest Florida with my mom and dad and they, um, they live in a, in a sort of a, a mid-range development uh, in a golf community and um, yeah, it's, a, it's a really interesting example because um, the golf course has literally turned to tumbleweeds. Um, if you go to my site, I took a couple pictures of the clubhouse this evening. And, um, yeah, it's a real sad state because there's a community of, I don't know, a thousand or so homes uh, surrounding this golf course. And all of a sudden, uh, since about three years or so, uh, the golf course is closed and it really, it looks like the African savanna out there. It's just it's just toast. And, uh, you know, the misconception is that somebody could come around and buy the place and soup it up and turn it back into a fully functioning golf course. The, the truth is as a, as a club operator and owner, um, it is virtually a lost cause. Uh, the thing is the irrigation system that is one of the more valuable assets on a golf course that's been sitting dormant for a couple of years is just not going to be functional, you know? So really kind of sad for this community. Luckily there's a number of people and they all get together, but they, they take their golf business on the road and they go off and play different clubs and a couple times a week or whatever. And, uh, works out pretty good. So, um, it's, uh, an interesting scenario, but, um, so we went over to uh, the local community pool and was hanging around with some of the guys, my dad and some of his buddies, and got talking about, um, you know, KPI and uh, starting our, our golf management company and some of the angles that we're taking to help underperforming clubs. And they were joking that, yeah, we should have been here to help help their club. And sure, and there are some clubs that we could help and others we couldn't, but it uh, we got we got deeper into the conversation about strategies that clubs can deploy, and and how aggressive that some of these clubs need to get before it's too late, and uh, and it was really interesting to talk with uh, with these these golfers these members or former members avid golfers and uh, to see how how this sort of messaging in this this system of logic really resonated with them about the marketplace and how we've been in a, in a really strong economy and people like them, the 55 plus and older crowd is playing more than half of all the golf out there. And the challenge is what happens when one of those two factors go away and the market could happen at any time. The baby boomers aging out of the system is going to happen in the next five, 10, 15 years um, we're going to see that bubble of golfers go away, and how do we replace that? And it was really interesting because I got into our um, our strategy 
on free golf lessons and how not just free golf lessons, but deploying golf lessons from the perspective of a golf course owner as a marketing expense. No longer are you just simply outsourcing uh, your teaching elements to some independent contractor who's going to try to make as much money as he or she can and cater to avid golfers. And just by virtue of that's where the money is for them, is the avid golfers, the ones that are really in tune and really looking to soup up their game and invest in high dollar lessons, high technology, high detail. But that's not in line with the vision and the aims of a golf club and and ownership of a club, right? Ownership is looking for more participation, bringing new people out to the golf course, retaining existing people, and delivering a better experience than other clubs of a similar ilk are delivering. And quite frankly, no matter who you have instructing at your golf course, it's tapping into or really benefiting a very narrow, very narrow uh, sliver of your population. Um, So when you do the math on considering golf lessons a marketing expense, think of it this way right? So if you need new players, a lot of golf courses are struggling for players, members, participants to come out and tee it up and take part in their club. You need to market your club. We know this. It needs to, you need to get more players out there, right? So you have a number of options you could deploy. You could advertise on TV and magazines. You could put up billboards. You could walk around neighborhoods and hand out flyers, right? There's an infinite number of ways that you can market your club. Our perception is that golf lessons happen to be the best angle, marketing angle, that a club can take to, number one, get people out to the club, get them indoctrinated into the game, get them acclimated to the social climate at your facility and your club and the nuances of the game and help them feel comfortable in the game. And then as things go on, help them be stickier, help them be more bound to your club and to help them stick and become lifelong members and stay in the game longer than any other marketing tool that you could deploy, right? you put up a billboard if it's hugely successful you still have to educate the people how to play golf you got to you got to teach them what kind of equipment how to behave right who to get get playing golf with and all that instruction tackles all that and if you do the math let's say you go pay somebody 60 grand right you it's a salaried position 60 grand and their job is to is to give out 15 minute golf lessons for 40 hours a week at your facility. That's literally all they do. And they're charged with not only giving the lessons, but you know, they can go and grab people or invite people out to the lessons as well, as can any member of your entire staff. Okay? 60 grand a week, that equates to roughly 30 bucks an hour, right? So that 15-minute session, the 15-minute golf lesson the cost associated with that from a salary perspective is a little less than eight bucks. So you could literally have a family of four on the lesson tee every day, uh, every 
every week for two months straight, so eight sessions, eight sessions, and it would cost you on a cost basis about 60 bucks. But they would be at your club eight times in two months on eight separate occasions, once a week. They would learn the game, all the kids, the adults, they would have a blast doing it. They would probably want to play more golf. They would feel very comfortable at your facility. They would probably meet people while they're out there. And if you're into the short-term win, they're probably going to buy beer and hot dogs and food while they're out there, right? They're probably not just going to stay there for 15 minutes. So guys, if you do the math, whatever, whatever market you're in, it's probably not 60 grand. You know, if you're in a, in a rural market, it might be 30 grand, you know? So the 15 minute price tag is four bucks. I mean, $4 on the chance that you're going to create so much more revenue. You can quantify, you know, uh, the, the, the lifetime value of each of your customers, right? Just divide it. The number of people that are out there divided into the, the gross revenues, or at least your, 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 uh, your, your green fee revenues or membership dues revenues. Um, whatever the math is, the math works, guys. So it was really interesting today to hang out with people and in a community that has literally experienced exactly what we're aiming to prevent, right? Golf courses need to compete. They need to compete hard and they need to compete smart to get people's attention, to get them indoctrinated into the game and to help them feel more comfortable playing golf. So I hope that makes sense. And if you have any questions about any of this stuff, uh, I always, always welcome you to reach out, hit me up on social, email me. Um, I am more than willing to have conversations and, uh, Trust me, it'll never become a sales pitch. I'm in the business of delivering more value than I'm ever going to extract. So um, reach out, and I'm glad to talk about what things that, that we've seen in the past and uh, what uh, solutions could be possibly deployed uh, to help your club out. So hope that works, and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks a lot.